Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Wrapping up the week with the latest look at the weather that is moving in in the St. Louis All Local from KMOX. Today is Friday, January 12th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story is from the KMOX Storm Center. Temperatures continue to plummet across the St. Louis region. Let's go right now to KMOX meteorologist Dave Murray. Michael, the big deal going into the evening is going to be strong, gusty winds and dropping temperatures. In fact, severely dropping temperatures. And there will be some snow bursts and snow squalls around from time to time up until about 8 o'clock. The biggest thing they will do is just kind of blow around on the highways and also create some poor visibilities if you get into one of the squalls. But not everybody is going to see that. The big deal tonight and the big deal for the weekend, wind and big-time cold. Road crews continue salting main arteries in anticipation of snow. Let's get the latest update live from Maria Kina. We don't anticipate a significant volume of snow. Michael, that's St. Louis County Transportation and Public Works' Dave Roan, and he says the high winds can work in their favor. In terms of drying out the moisture that's on the road, even though on one hand, obviously, 50-mile-an-hour winds are not optimal, they do serve a purpose in terms of getting the moisture uh, evaporated. And Joe Monroe with IDOT says the light mist is not enough to counteract their chemicals that they laid down. We took advantage of a relatively benign day yesterday and and made what we call hot brine we've actually most of our trucks are running a uh, salt and calcium brine mixture and monroe says that will combat the below freezing temps michael can city hall regulate the use of drones without violating the first amendment that remains the question after the board of aldermen introduced a bill which would ban using drones to conduct quote surveillance or observation close quote of any individual or private property without their consent. The question arises as the use of drones for photo and news journalism is becoming more common. Alderwoman Alicia Sanye said the aim of the bill is to stop a private company from tracking and stalking St. Louis residents. Legislation is a process, so we'll make amendments, and that's what the process is for. But I do want to uplift the incident in Gravelway Park. You guys are media, and that role is really important, but we heard an outcry from residents who were very concerned. And even in that, in what he said in the press was that we've already been operating for two weeks. The bill was assigned to the Public Safety Committee, which regularly meets on Thursdays. Sean Malone, KMOX News. By your vote, you sustain the motion from the alderman from the 14th to adopt resolution 137 committee substitute. Congratulations. That's the reaction of pro-Palestinian protesters who attended today's Board of Aldermen meeting in the city. They were on hand to watch the board adopt a resolution calling on a ceasefire. Congresswoman Cori Bush sent a statement afterwards supporting a ceasefire in what she called Occupied Palestine. The American Jewish Committee today issued this statement, quote, The passage of this resolution is deeply disappointing. Its final language does not acknowledge the origin of the Israel-Hamas war or Israel's unequivocal right to self-defense. Israel is not fighting against the Palestinian people but against Hamas a terrorist organization sworn to annihilate Israel and kill the world's Jews, end quote. It's back to the design phase for one bridge damage during rehab work on I-55. The Missouri Department of Transportation currently does not have a timeline for its completion. MoDOT area engineer Jen Wade says they have to design new girders for the old ones that were allegedly damaged by the contractor on a northbound overpass just past Loughborough. Each girder is custom ordered, so it, it really, you can't just pick something off a shelf and bring it in. Um, it, every bridge is unique that way. Wade says the other 25 bridges on the project are going smoothly. All lanes are open for 55 drivers going north past 
West Bates Street. A local family wanted to honor a loved one's memory with an Adopt-A-Highway sign. An area lawmaker says it should never happen again. The sign put up by MoDOT read, In Loving Memory of Kevin Rockhead Johnson. He's the man executed by the state for killing Kirkwood Police Sergeant William McEntee in 2005. The sign was up for four months before someone noticed and complained. Now the Adopt-A-Highway program is suspended, and Wildwood State Representative Justin Sparks is sponsoring a bill to prevent anyone who kills or tries to kill a cop from being honored in such a way. MoDOT says the whole program is under review. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. A North St. Louis Juvenile Treatment Center is relocating to a new site after more than 50 years. The Hogan Street Regional Youth Center has received $7.2 million from the state to build a new facility. We've had as many as 36 young people being served there, and it's been great over the years um, for service delivery to kids, but it's 93 years old. It's a former Catholic elementary school, um, and the building is just at a point where it is in dire need of replacement. Scott Odom, Missouri's Division of Youth Services Director, said the center will move to a state-owned property adjacent from the Bellefontaine Rehabilitation Home. The center will offer mental health care, emotional and behavioral treatment, and adventure-based counseling. Tiffany Jackson, KMOX News. This Sunday, the Christ Pilgrim Rest Missionary Baptist Church will honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Reverend Daryl Gray. Tells KMOX he doesn't anticipate the weather to people from showing up. We'll be inside. Uh, we think it'll be a full house and we think people will keep each other warm. Gray called this event uh, unique to St. Louis and will include a recreation of the Lincoln Memorial Rally with Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. The KMOX business desk, AB InBev, is the first beer brand accepted by the International Olympic Committee. A deal announced today by the IOC and the Budweiser maker covers the next three summer and winter games. The IOC and AB InBev say Corona Cero, the zero alcohol version of the Corona beer, will be the global beer sponsor of the Olympic Games. Well, as we continue on KMOX, new DNA evidence. Could it prove the innocence of Marcellus Williams, a man who spent 24 years on death row? He was convicted of first-degree murder for the 1998 murder of Felicia Gale, a former Post-Dispatch reporter, stabbed 16 times in her home. She died. Joining us right now is St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell. So, first of all, uh, what is the, the new DNA evidence that's coming into play here? Well, at this point, it would be premature uh, to go into too much detail as this is still a, an active investigation as far as our uh, role in this at the time, or at, at the moment, I should say. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I would just, uh, you know, I just think people, I think it's important to know that, you know, we're doing real work here. Um, I think if, if folks look at um, our uh, you know, our office's history with this, we don't take these things lightly. We don't delve into these things lightly. Obviously, this case uh, was originally prosecuted long before I was in office. Uh, but with, with these types of, uh, of appeals, uh, we do take them seriously. Um, and in this case, we do think that there is a legitimate reason uh, to let us, you know, to continue, let us continue this investigation. So this is not a judgment as to whether or not this evidence, in, in your office's opinion, exonerates Mr. Williams. It's, it's saying we need to continue looking into us into this. Well, I mean, you know, and, and again, with, with any incomplete investigation, you don't want to be premature and, and draw conclusions when you don't have um, all the information that you need, which is why uh, we asked um, initially, uh, we asked the Supreme Court to give us Time to be able to do that because there are um, um, legitimate concerns that we want to uh, 
uh, have the opportunity to look into uh, because, I mean, my, my position on this death penalty is, is, has, has been clear, uh, but even one who would disagree and uh, with, with that position would, I think, would, would I absolutely agree you, you never want to see um, a, a potentially an innocent person um, um, executed. And even, you know, even if there's some uncertainty, you have other options such as life in prison as opposed to um, execution. But in this case, there are some legitimate concerns and, and, and we, our office is actively investigating those things and those, those, you know, these concerns. And, and we hope to get more time to do so. Now, there was a board of inquiry that was appointed by a previous governor, but the current governor dissolved it, I believe, before it could make a recommendation. So is this kind of uh, picking up where that left off? And, and do you have any uh, indication as to why that board was dissolved before it finished its work? You know, obviously, we don't have access to that particular information. Um, there's some statutory limitations as well. Um, obviously, any information would, would be useful uh, but we are going to um, yeah, we are going to do everything that we can uh, because we want to make certain that if there is a possibility that that uh, of, of potential innocence or or, or what have you, we want to we want a clear conscience to know that we did everything that we could. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I don't want to get out ahead of our skis or anything like that. But um, I, I do. But, 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 I, but I can't say that there are some concerns there that our office is looking into. So you're asking the Supreme Court to hold off for at least six months before setting any kind of an execution date? That, that was our ri- original request. Um, you know, because we have some legitimate concerns, um, I would, you know, our, our request is that we just get the time to be able to do it. Um, you, know, you know, we're not one that our office is not, um, you know, just frivolous, frivolously uh, make these kinds of requests. Uh, but when there's a uh, uh, when there's legitimate concern, we're going to do so. Um, and so, yeah, we we we'd, uh, I think it it I think it would be appropriate for us to to get more time uh, to to really be able to um, um, conclude our investigation, uh, um, even you know, of, of potential innocence. And zooming out, is is this kind of thing happening more often with new technology uh, raising questions and and prompting a second look at cases? Yeah, I think so. I think so. With with um, as with advancements in technology and and and, and DNA uh, that we did not have 40, 30, 40 years ago, or or in some cases, you know, um, fifteen, twenty years ago, um, I think we are going to have more. Um, we have seen more cases, not just locally, but even around the country, of uh, potential wrongful convictions. Um, and, and so, yeah, this is something that we may more, see more of. And, and, and I think that's a good thing, because I think at the end of the day with the justice system, we want to get it right. And that's the reason we created our Conviction Incident Review Unit is because our office, we make recommendations that some folks need to go to jail and be held accountable but I think it's important that we have safeguards in place to make sure we get it right. Um, and this is one of those safeguards. And we want to make certain that um, that even a conviction before our administration, we want to make certain that, that we're getting it right. And so we're going to do everything that we can uh, to that end. And, 
and and uh, hope that the Supreme Court would uh, give us the opportunity to do so. Mr. Bell, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in. KMOX has news updates each hour on 1120 AM and 98.7 FM.